Hello and welcome to episode number 240, Armin Show Podcast. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the website. You should subscribe, like, comment, share, every sort of thing that helps build the show into the big thing. The Armin Show. Now on this one, I'm going to recap. This is a yearly recap for 2019 and what that represents for the podcast. I'm going to talk about the episodes all through 2019 that involved guests. And actually, I want to start off. I'm going to, My first discussion part is going to be with the end episode of last year, near the last week of December 2018, because that's where a turning point occurred. And then from there on, it has been a different show in some form. And this was thought out beforehand. Glad to have you all on here. What sorts of things do people say as intros on episodes? Well, I don't do that. I do my own thing. I am glad to have any of you as listeners. I like that the show has progressed to a wonderful point. It's the end of 2000. After this episode and maybe a couple more before the end of the year, that's it. That closes out the decade. And 2010 to 2019 is complete. It starts out 2020 fresh. I'm liking where the podcast will be starting off at. That's looking good. We've had some just wonderful guests throughout the year. Obviously, in the past as well, some enjoyable guests too. I want to discuss the progression. And it's nice to recap, right? It's a little bit of this is the moment and this is where we went to and how it went here. I don't talk like other people. I talk like myself. Okay, so I want to start, I'm going to just go through the episodes, but first I want to start off episode 200. This was the end of last year, so this is the only one not in 2019, but I made a decision at the 200 mark. I had had an episode with Gail Brenner, psychologist, 195, I believe, and that was the beginning of the turning point, but then I wanted to have more notable individuals from research institutions, authors, people making some real moves societally and people I connect with neuroscientists yes researchers people who put their thoughts out there on a regular basis and that has occurred that was the big that was 2019 on the podcast was that and it was not so much the case earlier on earlier on it was a different guest base not researchers, not authors. I don't think there were any authors. Maybe a couple. A few. But a real transition happened. So, episode 200. I started with Professor Scott Page. He wrote The Model Thinker. He's from University of Michigan. And well, I liked this one because this was the real switch. When this happened, I thought, oh boy. Episode 200. What a nice turning point. Plus, here we have a professor, author... And he studies complex systems, computer science, and economics. This is right up the category I was looking for. Talks about entropy. It was nice to start off with him, very professional individual. Uh, we talked about models you can use to represent life and equilibrium states, diversity, opioid models, all kinds of models for representing dynamics that occur around us. And I like that he was uh, a teacher of complex systems because... 
a few of my guests and past interview people were complex systems individuals that combine different subcategories of knowledge to figure out something more. That's the way I like to do things as well. Combining, so that's Scott A.E. Page, University of Michigan. That was episode 200. Moved right on to episode 201, Dr. Daniel Lieberman. His book is called The Molecule of More, about dopamine, what it causes as far as creativity, love, the impacts it has on our rewards, our motivation, how drugs can push that synthetically, but it's not our normal form, how certain people, if they had a variant in their dopamine receptor gene, D4, then it led to them migrating further than other people that would not have as much much risk-taking. How much of the world that we see and what people do was already going to happen based on their neurotransmitters and the amounts of hormone that was released or their receptors and what variant of the gene they had. Who knows how much, but a lot. He co-wrote it with Michael Long, but the interview was just with Daniel Lieberman. He's not just an author, not just a researcher, but also a doctor, a clinical psychiatrist. His medical degree was from New York School of Medicine. And he also teaches at George Washington University. Wonderful, nice individual. And this was all, all these earlier episodes were before I added video to my show. So they're just audio for the most part. And I did have a copy of this wonderful book at one point. Then it was on episode 202, Dr. Robin Hansen. Now I still follow, I follow a lot of the people I've interviewed, by the way. I still communicate once in a while here or there on Twitter or potentially through email. Because these, I like these individuals. They're saying stuff. They're researching. People who are vocal always have my nod of approval. If you're saying stuff versus some people, they don't say as much. I'm not judging, but there's less for me to work with. I have to read into it. My form is, I like the people that are communicating outwardly, saying it, trying, taking a risk. So Dr. Robin Hansen, episode 202, I follow him still. He's the author of The Elephant in the Brain with Kevin Simler. He pushes a lot of logical points on Twitter and his own blog, OvercomingBias.com. He teaches economics at George Mason University. He's part of the Future of Humanity Institute at Oxford. A few people I have talked to have been related to that because long live the future of humanity. And I enjoy talking with him because he's direct. And he says stuff that a lot of other individuals would not. They would feel like they were pushing too hard or the backlash would be a bit much. But it's always based on statistics, probabilities, predictions, and his own understanding. We talked about hidden motives, how they motivate what you do, what you just do it. And then after the fact, it was because of this thing underneath what you did. A lot of the people I've interviewed, it's about behavior, what causes you to make a decision. His own website, Overcoming Bias, that tells you the message right there. Overcoming bias so you can stay at direct logical framework and not be altered by something along the way. That was Robin Hansen. And I actually once, I believe, did a, you know, I did a text interview with him and Kevin Simler 
way before this, not way before this, but many months before, but I wanted to have Dr. Robin Hansen on in audio form. That's episode 202. Episode 203, Romeo. I interviewed Romeo. I know Romeo from basketball. I interviewed him at the radio station, 93.5K Day, next door to Power 106. I knew Romeo when I was young from Power 106. What a fun episode. We did it in a room full of microphones and where they play the music on the radio. We talked about his career, how he got to where he is, his experiences along the way. He goes to all kinds of places in Los Angeles, hosts events where it's the radio station, and he's talking. He performs his own music with his group Mass Appeal. He has cool singing. He had one song a long time ago called Three Deep MVPs that I liked when I was younger. I still like it. And he plays basketball regularly. Great episode at the station. That was nice. Episode 203. He is the DJ. 204, Simone. Okay, Simone. This was in, we did this at UC Santa Cruz area. Or Santa Cruz. She went to UC Santa Cruz. Or wait, no, we did it No, we did it in uh, San Leandro, but near there. She's from Santa Cruz, I believe. Yes. And Simone I knew through Rachel my previous companion and this episode was enjoyable we talked about like strawberries organic foods pesticides the impacts on farming that's what she studied and continues to work in species at risk of disappearing around the world native nuts things like that Uh, also a little bit of books she likes and we did this episode right in person that was nice and later episode, I believe it's later, yeah, with Erica, there's some similarity between Erica and Simone. I noticed that. Sometimes I notice similarities between individuals. That's a cool part of it. That was 204, about ecology, sustainable farming, and water management. 205, it was back to authors. And this one, I use as an example of a great episode. I used it a few times, in fact. Professor... Charles Cockle at University of Edinburgh. He teaches astrobiology and talks about how physics shapes evolution. His book was called The Equations of Life. What a warm individual. When I was talking with him, I was like, this is nice. This is a great feeling I get. He was wanting to describe more, explain more. And he's in Edinburgh, Borough, not too far from Glasgow, where Mary, past guest, has been from. On a few episodes. I think Mary's been on some number. And she's a costume designer. Now, Charles Cockle, the professor, he studied extremophiles, microbiology. We talked about what kind of you know life could be on planets way over there, a.k.a. Mars or other planets. What it, every, a lot of the stuff that he studies is bigger solar system where it could be viable. He's designed some experiments that have been done out in space. He also talked about the Great Filter, which is a concept that Dr. Robin Hansen talked about. Uh, the Great Filter, no, I don't want to explain it. That will be an explanation, but it is a representation of what has happened in our universe. You might want to look it up if you're interested. He has uh, created a few projects, very warm, has a lot of publications, and his book was called The Equations of Life. I thought it was interesting when I saw it because equations for life? Well, A squared plus B squared equals C squared to U, too. 
Episode 206, Professor Alan Jazanoff. He is from MIT, professor at MIT, at the Center for Neurobiological Engineering, and his book was called The Biological Mind. So putting those together, mind, but biological. So he did a lot of functional MRI on people's brains, brain imaging, understanding of the pathways in the brain. We can't go so deep into the brain yet, but we can look at certain things. And also, like some example is, you could see the way that emotions, they cause sensations throughout the body, and which parts light up in the brain. You can see where activity happens. He related a brain to a computer in some ways in the book, and his degree he got from Harvard University, and he did some work at Cambridge as well. This is a wonderful thing, and he is at MIT. 207. Carl Zimmer. Now, he is a science writer. Science writer. He has actually, at the same time, I did the episode with him around that time. He made a six-episode, if I remember correctly, podcast called What is Life? Where he talked with various people about what life was. And different people who are successful in their own category. And I talked a little bit about each of those episodes and what he got out of them. He looked at what is life, what does it mean to be alive, what does that represent biologically, what does it mean as far as like extremophiles, which would be when you're pushed into rough conditions, what human or animalistic parts of you jump out that represent that you're alive. He went into that with a few other scientists, and I thought that was cool that he made his own podcast around the time. He is, he has done a lot of writing. He started at Discover, and later on, he continued writing in his own column called Matter, and he's been on many magazines. New York Times, National Geographic, Wired. Well, New York Times is not a magazine, but Wired, The Atlantic, and he wrote a lot of books about science. The book he wrote was called She Has Her Mother's Laugh, which was about heredity. So we talked about that as well. On to episode number 208. Related back to, I think it was 203 or 4, 204. That was Simone. This is Erica. Erica Madison. We talked about nutrition, vulnerability, and stories. She's a nutritionist. Nutrition master's program in Seattle, Washington, which I visited. Long live Seattle. Good to see Erica there among other crew. We talked about nutrition, uh, releasing your emotions in life, how that's important, and vulnerability. Uh, Some of our background and some stories, and then some community projects she's done. Warm-natured, outgoing, communicates outwardly. That is a wonderful feature. Shout-outs to Erica, episode 208. So the next I talked, it was a review post. So no guests there. I think I'll skip the ones that have no guests. But there have been some episodes where I am discussing things. Those you can check out. Feel free. No, 211. Mimi Lofton. Now, I met her in a bookstore in Calabasas, if I remember correctly. And we did the episode, I think, that night. And that was great because it was right away. That episode was about her book called Your Body is a Gift, 
And this was to younger people about love, relationships, and sexuality. And we talked about how, well, your body is a gift. How do you treat it? The habits younger people do. Uh, pornography and the impact on younger folks. Some of her philosophies as far as how people date and what it means. Conquest concepts. And it was a lot about relationships. That's what her book was about. It was good to see that. I like to talk with authors. Episode 212, Doruk. This is Doruk Gondugan. Gundugan. Okay. And he is was an attorney, currently an actor, friend. And we talked about, well, the life shifts that had occurred to get him from his past time of being an attorney to the current time of being an actor, uh, what it represents being successful in a certain category, taking risks to switch up things in one's life, uh, some of his long-term plans, observation, observation of people, looking out at people to see what can I take from this or what's happening. Observation can be something very smart to do once in a while. People... People examining in public can tell you quite a bit if you're looking in detail. Doruk, wonderful. I know Doruk through Vanessa, currently an attorney and great individual I know. She has not been on the show, but that's how I know Doruk. Then it is episode 213, Nick Tovar. Shout outs to Nick Tovar, Nicholas, if you will. Partial roommate at UC Santa Barbara when I went there. Well, not, well, not partial. Like one of my roommates when I was there. <laughs> partial. Partial roommate. And uh, he has scientific thinking like myself. He does IT for surgical imaging. We talked about technology, viewpoints, gaming, some of our past experiences, what he thinks about upcoming artificial intelligence, VR, 3D printing games he's played what he thinks about upcoming technology a lot of it was about technology that is something he thinks about and i also think about as well and a fun episode we did in person in ventura where i used to live long live ventura episode 214 patty ramirez so i had patty life coach on the show i met her through heidi somebody i was seeing many years ago and Patty joined in. We talked about her life coaching, her upcoming plans. She currently has her online, I guess you could call it like life coaching or posting item that gives supportive messages mostly to women. And it seems to be booming. So that's a wonderful thing. And she has clients in the life coaching category. I think majority she focuses on working with women and... Uh, talk, we talked about meditation, the importance of that, how different ways you can do meditation, perspective she's gotten, uh, the best teachers in her life, or what makes a best teacher. That was fun. We did that in person at a park in West Hollywood. I always like to do in-person episodes. Then onward we go. Episode 216, Professor Steven Strogatz. Now, he is math guy. When I think of him, math guy, we talked about calculus. His book was called Infinite Powers. 
It's about calculus, biological dynamics, but a lot of math is in there. And he is definitely math individual. I follow him on Twitter, posts a lot about this math thing, that math thing. He's got some insights, and he passes it on to others. Solid individual. He graduated from Princeton, and he teaches applied mathematics at Cornell. He's the Jacob Gold Sherman Professor of Applied Math there. He's also taught at MIT. We talked a bit about calculus, how it connects to world growth laws, laws of motion, how a small world network has advantages of its own, neural networks, where he attended, we talked about that, how math can apply to every day of yours. It was very math-based, and his book was very math-based. Also, he has co-authored the sixth most cited physics paper of all time. That is some neat stuff right there, because getting that many citations for something is a statement. Onward we go, episode 217. This was great, because I believe this was my first author I met in person to do the episode. That was cool. Vince Beiser, his book was about sand, how sand was a natural resource that transformed civilization, and how important it is to everything around us. I didn't notice until he said that. Then I started to see it everywhere. Concrete requires it. All these buildings require it. Roads. Sand is really big and is being fought over around the world. China building all kinds. They need every little bit of sand they can get. We talked about sand on beaches and the risks of being reduced. What sand is used to build. How more cars leads to more paved roads. Which leads to more cars requiring more sand for the roads. Sand. The importance of it. Wonderful. And his book was called The World in a Grain. The Story of Sand and How It Transformed Civilization. We did that episode in Los Feliz in person. I thought that was cool. Onward, episode 218. Professor David Hu. His book, How to Walk on Water and Climb Up Walls, was about animal and robotic movement, fluid mechanics, and more. He knows he has done a lot of research on how things move. Little ants, or ants show you a lot. Biolocomotion, how things move, how they bend, how they stick with adhesion so they can walk up a wall, for example, or how uh, some sort of worm can cut through the dirt using... You still have to use physics methods to do everything because physics is underneath biology, which is kind of cool if you think about it because... That means every time you see something really interesting biologically, underneath that, it follows the rules of physics. And you can always find a way to connect it back. In some ways, quite interesting. In some ways, makes it less interesting. depends on your perspective. Uh, He got his PhD in mathematics at MIT, along with his other degrees. And he teaches at George W. Woodruff School of Mechanical Engineering at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. So yes, he talked about insects, biolocomotion, how some animals can undulate through the dirt, things like that. And that's where his research is. Fun individual. Makes it fun. I will say that. Episode 219, Professor Matthew O. Jackson. He wrote The Human Network. He talked about social, financial, and global network dynamics. This was nice. This was slightly shift. He is economics professor at Stanford University. And he got his PhD from Stanford. Most of his research, economics and social networks. And he's also part of the Santa Fe Institute, which a lot of people I interviewed are from. The Santa Fe Institute 
is a place where a lot is combined. Many different fields are combined together. He talked about, so networks. So centrality and networks, what that means. How you should take in externalities when you're making a decision because they affect the variables. How a financial contagion spreads, like some sort of local or statewide or countrywide depression or boom. How the area you live in during your youth is so connected to your future earnings. Hmm. It is a big deal where you live during your youth. It builds your mindset of what fits you, what suits you, and what doesn't. Insights like that. Networks, social networks a bit, familial networks. And that's what he discusses in the human network. Stanford professor Matthew Jackson. Onward we go. Episode 220, switched it up here, an economist, Alison Schrager. She talks about risk mitigation in her book, An Economist Walks Into a Brothel. This was cool because I haven't had an economist in that form. And she teaches at NYU. Her PhD is from Columbia. And she also has a business she co-founded. Writes for different magazines. She talked about when to take a risk, when not to take a risk. She's very practical in her decision-making as far as money or hedging a bet. How hedging and insurance are ways that you smooth things out in life financially. They're smoothing techniques. Or smoothing, smoothing methods. How, it, how you get the most bang for your buck in risk-taking. So a lot of her focus was on risk, which I like to look at. It's kind of connected to fear. If you cut out risk, it leaves less room for your fear to apply. Because now you've just cut out the risk. So in some ways, it's good in the financial category. You can't do it in all aspects of life. Or somebody would have done it by now. Yeah, that's episode 220. 221, Safi Bacall. Now, he is the author of Loon Shots, wonderful book, referenced by Cameron Porter in a later episode. I'll mention that. And he has created, he's a pharmaceutical executive. His book is about nurturing the individuals that they need to be nurtured in a company. There's the soldiers, and then there's the creatives that push things forward. You don't want to step on the people who push things forward or try things. You want to give them as much room as possible to go. Go for the gold. And this book is about that. How large of a group you might want to have working together. The importance of a person named Vannevar Bush for research and development in the United States. Some of his work, work experience, he got his PhD from Stanford, bachelor's from Harvard, and then he did his pharmaceutical company. Talks about how one individual can only do so much in a corporation or company, depending on the structure of what they're placed in. You can only push the ocean a little, little, little bit, but the ocean is heavy and large. Onward, episode two, 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 222, Kerry McClelland. His book was Silicon City about the area, the Bay Area, where all tech has happened. And he interviewed loads and loads of people, one by one by one by one, all around the area from all different walks of life. 
to get insight from them. I thought this was great. He's also an attorney in his background. He talked about technology, the soul of places like Oakland, the housing issues near San Francisco, and challenges there in the tech region. I thought it was great because he talked to so many people. His book was interviews with so many people telling their stories, all different walks of life. He put them in the categories, and that was his book. He talks about how there's two worlds in each city, one really well-off and the other one not doing great that supports the really well-off and the struggle that is occurring as far as commutes in the San Francisco area because people can't afford to live there, but the people that live there need people to do their stuff. So commutes are an issue. There is a lot of tension in the region. He talked about the soul of the bay, how it separates into parts, and how he got into speaking with all the people one by one. I thought that was neat. He's a writer, filmmaker, lawyer, and rights advocate. He's done quite a bit. Nice guy. Episode 223, Brian from Seattle. I mean, he's from more so Los Angeles, but lives in Seattle. I visited him recently as well when I was in Seattle. Nice deal there. He's a physical therapist. Now his YouTube channel is going. He's got a YouTube channel, which is nice. And that is rolling forward. Vlogging. And we talked about physical therapy, his experience with that, how listening is important, listening to others, how I've known him, what a breakup can do to a person, the ways that loneliness pervades our society. We talked about some life stuff there and some of his goals, where he's been posting, where his content might be. And he has been definitely creating his content since then onward. So that's nice to see. One of the only people I've known closely somewhat that has made something sort of like a vlog, if you will. Then onward we go. Episode 225, Scott Young. He wrote the book Ultra Learning. I knew him from my website a long time ago. Wonderful individual. We'll continue writing probably for a long time. The book was about how to learn things quickly. So we talked about these quick learning methods. He did the MIT challenge where he learned so much in a short period of time. A wonderful feature. He learned a lot of languages, studied some polyglots. How much can you learn in life? How to learn quickly. Scott is very skilled in these categories of learning, trying new things, learning faster so that he can move to the next step right away. It was nice to talk to him because I hadn't talked to him in that way. And I know him from maybe 2009 when I first started writing articles and I saw his stuff too. At scotthyoung.com slash blog. Onward we go. 227. This was with Satya Maatmo, healer, therapist. I met her at Venice in Venice, California, and we did the episode, boom, like within some short period of time. If I remember correctly, I believe it was the same within 30 minutes of meeting one another. Good episode about healing. She's a healer, how you can be like your inner child or be trapped like an adult in a crippling comfort zone where she came from, some of her current practice and how she has traveled to Peru and Brazil and came from Israel and has created products related to the way that she expresses. And I saw some of them. It's nice. They are, she called it jungle chic. 
was the style, if I remember correctly. And she talked about healing in life and rationalization and the way it can keep away one's own emotions. So it was more internal feeling-based content. In-person episode, enjoyable to do. 228, 28 is my cool number. Bill Sullivan, Genes, Germs, and Curious Forces in his book called Pleased to Meet Me. So he talked about, so he's a professor, PhD in molecular and cell biology from University of Pennsylvania. The book is a lot about things like gut bacteria, the impact that gut bacteria have on your mood and well-being. What kinds of environments can lead people to drug use or healthier living? The environment has a big impact, as you can see from a few of these episodes and the way they're described. How people can taste differently. So a lot of these are based on the genes that you have, how little variants can make you taste differently, feel things differently, process life differently. Why a polygenic trait like height is desired. So height represents a lot of genes functioning together. So, so when a girl might say, I like a tall guy. Yes, and that represents a lot underneath it, way more than is described in that statement. As far as genetic strength of some form, it's worth looking at these things behind the statements that you hear from time to time. His book is called Pleased to Meet Me and Warm Individual. I will say that. Onward we go, episode 229. This is the first I think I had a, another podcaster on my podcast, Mark Metry. His podcast is called The Humans 2.0 Podcast. And on this one, I talked about his podcast, some of the guests he's had, which a couple of have also been on mine, how he got started, his speaking that he's doing. It's good. He's an active individual. He's somewhere around 22 years old and has had an interesting slash somewhat anguish-filled earlier part uh, to his life. Things are looking good. He's making a lot of moves. That's what I like to see sometimes. So making a lot of moves and, you know, trying. He's trying a lot. He's going everywhere and uh, doing speaking. So there's things to take from an individual who is reaching out to avoid the life of quiet desperation. That's something we mentioned in the episode and things about exploring as a person. Cool to have him on and he'll keep making. He's a maker. 2.30, Stephen Hayes, a liberated mind, pivoting towards what you want. This is a psychologist, very prolific in psychological research, University of Nevada, written a lot. And his theory... It's called acceptance and commitment therapy. That's his form. It's psychotherapy using mindfulness and acceptance. He's very key in the psychological community. And we talked about things like pivoting towards what you want, how much your life runs on autopilot until you break down what you're doing and see, wait a minute, why am I doing this? And why you need a lot of effort in a category just to have a chance in it. You need a lot of effort. Wonderful guy. Very open. We had a nice direct back and forth. He was glad to communicate. I was glad to communicate. And we both figured out some great things. Prolific people, always enjoyable to communicate with. And he is prolific. Now, 231. Dr. David Sinclair, anti-aging expert, author of Lifespan. One of the top people in the whole nation on anti-aging. Times 100 most influential people of 2014. 
quite recently. His book is called Why We Age, Why We Don't Have To, and it's called Lifespan. He does his work at Harvard Medical School, the Center for the Biology of Aging, and he's a professor in genetics. He, you could tell he's in it. When I was talking to him, his book has been a recent bestseller. He's right there in it, doing research on anti-aging to respond to the eight or nine physical changes that happen in cells when you age with the goal of clearing them out so you wouldn't age biologically. Not some sort of cover-up thing on the outside, but actually resetting the elements in cells or keeping them from unsetting, if you will. Wonderful talk and a lot of detail. Also has studied organisms in adversity similar to how Dr. Cockle studied extremophiles. A lot of times in life, studying those that have had the most pressure on them teaches you a lot. Bunch. Also, we talked about the Horvath clock, like the methylation clock on DNA that is a really good representation of age based on your DNA. Wonderful anti-aging understanding with him. Went straight from that to episode 232. Nicholas Christakis, author of the great book, Blueprint, recommended by Bill Gates, about social networks, biosocial science. He teaches at Yale University. He's a professor of social and natural science, MD from Harvard Medical School, MPH, public health from the Harvard School of Public Health. His PhD from University of Pennsylvania. And he was Times 100 Most Influential People in 2009. And enjoyable to talk to. Personable individual. Uh, made you feel relaxed right from the beginning. Nice. Uh, we talked about society, fixed social environments and fluid social environments, how they create different kinds of responses in people, pair bonding, relationship dynamics like monogamy, what impacts pair bonding, how pair bonding can be impacted, which are kind of relationships, and then unintentional or intentional communities, and how if you look at unintentional communities, they can tell you a lot about the communities humans make. We covered a lot. His book covers a lot. Large book. And it's like a slightly lighter version of Behave by Robert Sapolsky. Warm individual. That was cool. Episode 233. This is Richard Rangham. Now he was, he went to Cambridge University. He's a professor of biological anthropology at Harvard. And does a chimpanzee project that he's done since 1987. I believe in Africa. And we talked about aggression, the difference between proactive and reactive aggression, the kinds of aggression, domestication, how people have been put into domesticated scenarios, how that can be impacted by capital punishment, different kinds of reactive aggression. Breaking down aggression into categories was a nice thing because then you see, oh, there's one kind that's power and then the other kind is it's more response. It's nice to see them separated. How us as humans got separated from the previous kinds of humans due to our brains and thinking. It was nice to speak with him about aggression and domestication. Episode 234, this was in person. Dean Hallett, leadership coach. Shout outs to Alan Gaskill recording this one very professionally on the YouTube 
came out wonderfully two cameras set up nice really crisp that day a lot of content was created a lot you know we work space in culver city he was a executive at fox and i believe also at disney for some period of time but definitely 17 years at fox cfo and now as a leadership coach he has a program called the accelerated leadership program pushing people forward and leading a group he talked about we talked about a lot in this episode how to lead a group reward structures what he looks for and people working underneath him his upcoming goals as far as leadership books he has liked so a lot of it was about leadership and enjoyable to meet him in person along with some of his colleagues which we later interviewed for his own stuff i met some of them that was neat i met somebody working at the mayor's office and also someone else doing sales and marketing nice to meet different professionals in their category all in person continuing in person 235 kai boyer this was done in irvine master trainer fitness coach she focuses on women's physique we talked about training what's important for fitness building she works in things like interval training post-surgical rehabilitation building plans for meals strength training and i asked a lot of questions about fitness what workouts to do what to eat certain ways what timings for workouts how she got into it and her goals for fitness training this was nice to do in person johnny guest from episode six i think i'm not sure close to there uh, recommended and we made the connection based on that shout outs to johnny and people recommending individuals to be on the show she runs kai boyer fitness that's her website onward we go episode 236 nick chater his book the mind is flat i liked it because i believe in the concept that the mind is relatively flat not so much depth as we would think so he talked about the illusion of depth he teaches at warwick business school i believe in england professor of behavioral science book about that the mind is flat concept uh, illusion of depth decision making risk seeking qualities versus risk averse nature how we can't really multitask at all uh oh he, he talked about the interpreter concept what episode was that in i'm not sure but another book i read talked about the interpreter in the brain that it just comes up with stuff there's not much depth it just takes what it got and responds it makes up something and it responds with an interpretation and we call that a person and oh and then i talked to him about stimulus response and what he thought about that perspective that i've had for a long time episode 237 bob bob varro from belgium who's currently in belgium right now back there but he was here it was in person we recorded at eagle rock recreation center which passed episode 130 was also recorded there pretty neat he's uh i believe it's 130 a music producer with sites on los angeles he makes music we talked about his music experience groups he's been part of for music making what his goals are in that category what kind of production he's done uh, we talked a little bit about belgium who knows if i visit there one day and what he got from there but why he would want to be in los angeles versus belgium classes he's taken and some of his views on music big hits 
or putting out stuff regularly. Episode 238, we have Cameron Porter. Now, this one's cool. Soccer, he played soccer in the Major League of Soccer in the United States, Major League Soccer, and had a knee injury. It was no good, and at some point had to exit because of the injuries. But until then, great striker, and now he founds and funds companies. I thought he was mostly wonderful when I saw his principles page on his website that has his, like, these are my principles. And then we talked about those principles quite a bit in the episode. We talked about the company he works for, Alicorp, that builds companies. Now, this episode, I put in some time listings on the show notes, so that was good. Somebody can pick out which part of the episode they want to look at. We talked about entropy, socialization, uh, him versus his teammates, any differences he saw along the way, what he would like to do as he does funding and founding his goals moving forward, what he thinks about fear or incompetence in people versus malice. We talked a lot about people dynamics, but also self principles, how he runs himself. Wonderful, friendly individual. And I look to, we may have him on again in a year to compare the differences in how things have been going. So that's nice to see the delta between the two. Good idea from him. And maybe I will see him in person possibly next year. That's some cool stuff right there. Nice guy. And uh, we have some similarity. Oh, and shout outs to Gary for mentioning that we had some similarity. Uh, That's what led to the episode happening in the first place. Gary from episode, I don't know, three? Something like that. Also, maybe 88 or I don't know where he was. Somewhere in there. And the last one before this one was episode 239, Michael Graziano, about attention schema theory. He is professor at Princeton University of Psychology and Neuroscience. We talked about consciousness. His thing called attention schema theory about how where your attention is, that is your consciousness. That's what it's defined as how signals compete for your mind in attention. It's a computational process, biased competition, how signals battle, battle for a chance at your cortex, covert and overt types of attention. They're different and what each one means and affordance, the way the brain works as a prediction machine. Prediction is a thing that a few professors have mentioned the brain does exceptionally well. It takes a lot of data and it predicts what's coming up. Shout outs to the brain. He has a lab at Princeton and it's called the Graziano Lab and his book was called Rethinking Consciousness. Boom. So that right there is a summary slash follow up on all the episodes through the year, including the one at the end of last year that started off in this different category of episodes from Scott Page. It's a nice progression. I like speaking with people who make stuff, people who research, people who have a lot of publications. They're trying to say something. They're looking for a coherent message. They're working their way towards it, have made it, have theories that they've written up that it's based on them. And other people then join along. Or people that are creative, logical, makers, certain category of individuals that I like to speak with. And so that has really blossomed in 2019. Looking forward to continuing that. 
There will be a couple more in 2019 after this episode airs. But for the most part, the year always comes to a close very quickly. And then, boom, 2020, new year, new decade. And specifically for the podcast, it's starting off in a nice space. That's it. I won't add any filler to that. I go straight to the concepts review and look forward to having you all through the end of the year and onward into what the show becomes because I've always been of the nature to build. So I see it as building it into a show. No matter in what form I do it in, in some way I'll always be bringing a show to the table while I'm here on this earth. Glad to have you on. Check it. Subscribe, like, click, click, all those, whatever. I don't know why people still need to say it on episodes and stuff, but it definitely has an impact or else the top YouTubers and top people wouldn't do it. So share this with people. Subscribe to the channel. Tell your friends. Like the episode. Whatever it is. If you want it to build into something more. I'll close up there. Armin Show, episode 240, and we are out.